Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk Money and More with me, Leslie Thomas. Today's episode is a guest episode, and I'm really excited to introduce this guest to you because she introduced me to podcasting. So without her, I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing. Anna Parker Naples is the UK's leading podcast launch expert. Anna shows entrepreneurs and leaders how to get visible through the power of podcasts. She is the founder of the podcast membership, giving experts the chance to be seen and heard by their ideal clients so they grow their personal brand, increase their impact, influence, and income. Anna uses her background as a Hollywood-recognized audio producer and multi-award-winning voice actor combined with her kudos as a best-selling national award-winning author, entrepreneur, and number one international podcast host of Entrepreneurs Get Visible. So welcome, Anna. It is so brilliant to have the queen of podcasting on my podcast. I know. I'm so excited to be here, Leslie. It's great to come here and talk about your specialist subject, which is all about money. Absolutely. So as my audience will know, I only plan one question for guests and the rest of the conversation will flow very naturally from there. What is your money story? I don't think I was aware of my money story until I I was writing my first book, Get Visible. And I suddenly realized I had this moment about where I remembered that the house we moved into when I was five years old had been um, the week before we were due to move in. There was this very nasty man who had, he was known as the fox locally, and he was doing all sorts of awful things to women and children. And we'd already, they, apparently, my parents had already bought the house. And this was, we, my dad had come into a lot of money. He'd made a lot of money. Um, and, you know, we were supposed to be really excited, but we move into this house and there's a lot of hush hush talk that we didn't really know about, except that we were told that our garage had been used, um, because it was an empty house. Our garage had been used by the fox. And then he'd gone into the house next door who, where people already lived on the housing estate. And they were like us. They were a family of five with three children, very similar ages. And the fox had gone into each of the children's bedrooms and then shot the father while he was in bed. And so we moved into that house. We're having these snippets of story. And I'm supposed to be excited. We're in the house that's probably two or three times what we lived in before. But the memory that came into my mind was that as we got money, 
there were literally police officers patrolling our shared driveway with this house carrying machine guns. It wasn't until I was writing lots about limiting beliefs from my my NLP work that I suddenly realized I've got a story here about money that actually I don't want it. Mm. So that's been really interesting to start to unravel and and think about, well, okay, so I've never really wanted like the fancy cars. I've never really wanted the fancy stuff. I don't buy fancy. So what what do I want money for? And realizing that I had this backstory of actually it's really frightening and scary and your life is at risk if you have wealth. So mm. But no one said that one before, have they? Absolutely not. That is an original one. Absolutely. Thanks. So <clears throat> how how has that or did that manifest for you? So in my early, early career, I was an actor, theatre actor. And I, <laughs> in the way that only young actors can, said, I don't care about the money. It's all about the art. Uh, and I was pushing away any opportunities that would have actually brought me some cash, interestingly. And then when, and I'm, you know, a very entrepreneurial person, not just the fact that I'm an entrepreneur now, but Mm. there's always something, but I'd never think bigger than beyond getting the cash in hand, getting paid for that particular project. Never think about expansion and working on that realization as I wrote that book three and a bit years ago, at the same time as learning all about how to make and keep and grow money because they're all important, has just changed everything. I mean, you know, now I run a a, a very successful six-figure business. To even say that out loud is almost laughable. Uh, and, uh, you know, compared with where I was. But the interesting thing was, last week, the, um, the Daily Express did an article on me. They wanted to do a feature. Oh, I missed that. But the headline that they went with was this woman makes and it started as a side hobby, a side hustle. And I was really uncomfortable. And do you know why? No. I didn't want my dad to see it. Interesting. Yeah. And did he see it? I don't think he would have seen it. I shared it on Instagram and LinkedIn and he doesn't really go there. Ah. So, but he's the one they have had a lot of fear around displaying wealth as a result of what happened to us when I was younger. And you mentioned you had, you were a family of five, so therefore you must have had two siblings. What always we, interests yeah. me is very often the relationship we have with money, the beliefs that we have with money, don't necessarily show up with our siblings. No. So is actually, we grew when I we were in that house. We were a family of five, and then my my fourth third brother, so fourth sibling, popped along a little bit later. He was actually born as we left that house. Funnily enough, um, my oh my goodness, if my brothers ever hear this, my elder brother was really driven by money, and all of his decisions were about how much money can I make and how fast can I do it. Um, even things like he was really impressed with the solicitor who lived up the road and because he drove a fancy car. So he decided he'd study law when he was, uh, he didn't go on to do it in his life, but he studied it and he made that decision when he was about 12 because he liked the fancy car. Um, and my, my younger brother, but not my, the one sort of under me, I'm in the middle. He has this kind of, no matter what the gadgets are, 
he has to have all the gadgets straight away. Whereas I was always the one who I liked counting my pennies. I was always really proud at the weekend when I could get out all the coppers and put them into piles. We used to have these little triangles of coins. Um, and then again, my younger brother, my youngest brother, who is almost almost a different generation, but not quite, has again completely different outlooks on how much it's, it, it, you're able to earn. Um, and so that that plays into then as we're adults, we have very different priorities and mm-hmm. very different incomes. Yeah, interesting. And it, it you know it does it does go to show that you know whilst our relationship with money does form in our childhood. Mm. It's interesting how those experiences can play out differently for people who are growing up with us in that same environment. Mm. And as far as your dad is concerned, why do you think he has developed this this fear that that money is going to not necessarily bring good things? He came from a really, really hard background. They had nothing. And he worked incredibly hard. That's where I get my entrepreneurial mindset from and the attitude that I can do anything. I definitely get that from him. And I think at this point, he he was a self-made man. And then he had this massive jump where a lot of money came his way because of because it did. I don't want to go into the specifics. He had earned it, but it was more money than he could fathom. And that's when we got the house and we moved into the posh area where we hadn't been before. And and then this awful thing happened. What it must have been like for my parents to have got the property and have no choice but to move into it now and to know that they're not going to be able to sell it. It's not like that. And they've got very, very young children. That pressure must have been horrendous. Um, and so that that was on their shoulders, wasn't yeah, it? Absolutely. And as far as as you're concerned now, and your relationship with money now, you said mm. that you felt uncomfortable when that headline came out in the Express last week because mm. your dad might see it. Makes what, me sound like I'm about twelve, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's, but isn't it funny that we are always looking for that validation, that that sense of worth i suppose from our parents and you know it's something that with probably all my clients without exception the reason they come to see me is something to do with their parents and the relationship they have with their parents and i think no matter how old we get there's always that sense of the little girl or the little boy in Mm. us do you ever feel Given the financial success that you are having and the, the number of businesses that you were growing, do you feel that is holding you back at all? I had a really, really challenging year last year. And I've been very public about that. Yeah. Loads of things were happening. We had numerous parents or in-laws that might not have been with us. We had awful periods and it really hit me hard. And as as I was having to retract from being out there all the time in order to look after family and my own sanity. Um, it, I had a couple of launches that we had to pull. And a lot of my peers now are having launches that are millions of pounds when they launch. And I started to feel, normally I'm very much in my own lane, but I started to feel very affected by seeing that. And it's not to do with them, it's to do with me. 
the interesting thing was is that sometimes things don't play out the way we want them to, but something better is around the corner and you can't see that at the time. Um, so I was very aware because of the stress in the rest of my life that I was being triggered about some financials mm-hmm. at that point. And I actually did lots of reflecting, Leslie, because I, my business accelerated about three years ago, not because I worked for it, but I almost felt like my attitudes towards money hadn't grown up with them, with that. And to put, to put this in some form of context, I went from being, you know, just me. And now I have nine people who support the business in various one sh- way, shape or form. Um, and that's, I'd never done that before. So that was, that was challenging. I realized last year that I was thinking I had to hit seven figures by such and such, or I had to have a launch that was such and such. And actually, am I allowed to swear here? Of course um, you are. Okay. You never know. I, I think that's all bullshit and yeah. it doesn't interest me because like I've said, I want the things that matter to me are not actually those outward signs. I want to make sure my family are secure, that we have a great time now, looking out for the future, but it's about experiences now. It isn't about the flashy summit summer holidays. It isn't about getting the new car. It's just not for me. And I actually realized that as I took some major time out, I was thinking, why, why is this, these badges of money really annoying me? And it's because I started to, in the circles that I move in, started to be really bought into the fact that those things mattered. Mm-hmm. And actually, at the time, when I'm about to potentially lose several family members in a very short space of time, that do- it doesn't matter. Yeah. What actually matters is that you live a good life and that you're happy living your life. And that doesn't mean walking around every day with a smile on your face, but that you feel connected and that every, that you're 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 allowing yourself to be the best that you can, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And for me, I realised that I have I have a big aspiration to write a novel about the Second World War to turn it into a, a, a Netflix series. And if I want to have done that by the time I'm sixty, say, well, that journey has to start somewhere. So where am I going to let that journey start? And nothing happens overnight. So if that's where I'm going, I have to start it now. And I looked at my business and I thought, well, I could get really hung up that my launch hasn't been a million pounds. Or I could just go, do you know what? I'm so lucky because what I actually have created is the freedom and flexibility to choose. And so my next choice is that I have more time out and I have more time to be creative. And we get more help at home so that I have more downtime. And that means way more to me than can I hire a private jet? Yeah. For example. Yeah. And I I can see that in you. I can see a shift in how you were for parts of last year and that weight on your shoulders versus how you are now with being back aligned with yourself. And as you were talking there and as you were saying bullshit, and I was thinking, <laughs> I wonder if that needs to come with a warning. Something flashed into my head. and so, Maybe need so, to mark the episode explicit. <laughs> Thank you very much for that tip. <laughs> I shall remind that to my VA. But I was actually thinking, I wonder, should the coaching industry, to a certain extent, as far as coming into the coaching industry is concerned, should that come with a warning? Because of the triggers that can 
come up and they've certainly come up for me and I've spoken about know, that on yeah. this podcast exactly yeah, we talked about that privately as well uh, absolutely should it come with a warning but also it can come with a reframe so I'll ask the mm-hmm. I'll ask the first question first of all to get your thoughts on that should it come with a warning what would the warning be what do you think it needs to be this industry can seriously make you question your your self-belief, I think, words to that effect. And what's curious about that is that isn't that what personal development and mindset and business, isn't that what it's all about? Absolutely. Isn't it about yeah. showing you that you can? Yeah, absolutely. And there is tremendous opportunity as an expert in your space at right now. Yeah. And that might pop. It might become completely flooded I don't know but there is tremendous opportunity and I'm mixing with those people all the time but it has to be in line with the rest of your life there's other bits of life that matter more and that's really hard to hear when you're right at the start of your business or you've been going a year or two and you think I just but I just need a bit more money I just need because actually I was laughing about this at the weekend and I was on a retreat and we were talking about Everybody there was a, a high six or seven or even eight figure business owner. And we were all actually reminiscing about the days when we didn't, when it was just us or one VA, because there's so much less pressure, but you don't feel like that when you're there. Yeah. Because at that time, you just want to grow. And, and actually, I'm coming across lots of entrepreneurs now who are saying, actually, I don't know if I want to grow. I want to just keep a steady equilibrium, which is interesting. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the reframe I was talking about is, and I had this conversation with myself earlier on, that this morning I've been doing lots of video recording. And whilst I am much more comfortable on video now than I was a couple of years ago, you'd be glad to hear. The question I said to myself was, why do I every day have to get myself out of my comfort zone? But the reframe was almost instantly... Aren't I lucky that I get to choose to get myself out of my comfort zone rather than constantly be doing the same thing over and over again? And I I think to your point as well with regards to the coaching industry, actually surrounding ourselves with people who are further along their journey, who are having um, different financial experiences who are seeing different levels of success actually that is really really encouraging and really demonstrates the art of the possible if you choose to see it that way yeah rather than letting it eat away at you and you get to choose in reality you do get to choose as long as you are consciously aware of why you're having those thoughts, yeah. where they're coming from. And you and do something about it. If you yeah. do something about it for yourself, and yeah. that's ultimately what my spiraling last year allowed me to do. And yeah, if I feel I feel in a great place. There's a, there's a phrase that's going through my head that I want to share with you. And that's that I think in coaching, particularly on the online space, income is used almost like a weapon. And by that, I mean, it's used as a as a way to prove power and dominance. Um, It's a way, obviously, as it's a marketing tactic as well. Hey, look how successful I am. It's because I know all the tricks. And 
there's a bit of me. So you say, why didn't I want to share that express feature where everyone would see it? And the reason was that I don't really want to play those games. And I've, I've had a lot of success, but do I really want to do that? Because if I'm going to share those figures, then I also need to tell you how much went on VAT, how much went on tax, how much went on my team, how much went on all of the back end parts of the business. Yeah. And I think that, I think that if you're going to share that, the big glorious figures, you also need to be open about how much you're paying on Facebook ads, how much you're paying on all the things yeah. that no one really realizes goes into being a personal brand led business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't need people to know everything that I'm paying for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. And there, there, you know, there, there is. We we are, we have moved into a society where we we overshare and we overshare not necessarily with a positive reason in mind, and that can cause people really really serious harm, particularly if they are not of a mindset where they can handle it, where they are already feeling in lack. That only that only really makes them feel worse about it. You know, I'm very much about talking about money. Of course I am. That's the name of my podcast. But I do think it needs to be done for the right reasons with the right intention. And if your intention is to show somebody the art of the possible, to show people there is a way to do it with integrity, then that is fine. But if you're doing it without, you know, we've all seen on Dragon's Den, haven't we? When somebody comes into the den and said, I made 300,000 last year. So how much of that was profit then? Oh, Oh, and I invested five and a half million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I, I think that is the thing. It's, a, it's buyers beware and be given the facts upon which to make the full decision. But I also like what you said with regards to success has to be what it looks like for you and not what success looks like for somebody else. Yeah. And I think when you can let go of trying to attain the success that somebody else wants and instead go after the success that you actually want. Yeah. That is probably when you can really, you can really have that contentment in what you're doing. I think so. I also think that there's these kind of arbitrary figures I must hit. I remember mine was always, I want to hit hundred K just through my coaching work in a year. And it felt like so far away. But by the time I got there, it was almost like, oh, well, that's not enough because I'm my peers are then doing this or someone else has done this. Yeah. And, and I, it was just such a non-occasion by the time I got there um, for various reasons. I think that, like I said, I think it gets used as a weapon. It can be enormously inspiring. And I know seeing when I came into the online space originally, seeing Carrie Green, she was one of the first female entrepreneurs online that I came across. The fact that she'd made millions and she felt very much like a normal person like me, that felt very inspiring. It showed me that that it was possible. But as I said, I think it gets used in quite a malicious way sometimes. And yeah. I, I don't want to play that game. Yeah. The interesting thing, so on that article, the online version of the article I was talking about, there were a lot of comments. <laughs> 
that the people I was with when it, it flashed up on my phone were like, don't re- ever read the comments. But I did, because I do. And do you know the amount of people who said, can, can you imagine what she's doing to earn da-da-da-da-da per mm. month? What a liar. And then followed closely by, she must be flat on her back to earn that money. What a whore. And on it went only people in the sex trade could earn that kind and you know when you just think that's really interesting because actually what was interesting about that article was i i significantly lessened my income and yet that was still seen as ludicrous um and all of that yeah and that 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 is the bit that really really gets my goat particularly in america you don't seem to get that same level of how 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 dare they be successful in a way that in integrity they must be doing that because of you know practices that are not what we would call a lady should be doing etc mm. but also not having the ability to see it is possible and if it is possible for you it is possible for other people and for other people you know it's it, you've you've worked for what you have now it wasn't given to you you have upskilled yourself you have supported people you've been very honest about parts of your journey like you've talked about last year and for people the only way that they can be at ease with reading your article other people's articles is by assuming they're they're lying or they've got it in a way that you can't be a cheerleader for yeah. Why do we do that? I actually think, well, you're, you're sort of pointing out there's a bit of a difference between the US and the UK. And this comes, it's history and it's culture. Yeah. And it, America is based on the foundation that anyone of, particularly if you're a white male, could achieve anything. Yeah. But here, I think there's a real feeling that it's okay to be the underdog. And we do feel a bit sorry for the underdog and champion the underdog. What we're not good at here is champion, championing those who are successful, who push themselves fur- further forward. And I think that that's why personal development podcasts and books are so important yeah. and speakers and coaches, because, you know, my whole mantra is anything is possible when you get visible, when you yeah. show people you're going to do the thing you're going to do, and then you continue doing it and showing them over and over and over again. You can do anything. Yeah. You can turn any circumstance around. Now, obviously, there is there are factors such as, you know, where you grew up, how much money you have currently, what your commitments and responsibilities are like, but nothing happens overnight. But whatever situation you are in, there is something positive you can do that would change your life. Like one yeah. of my favorite books is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Absolutely love that book. And he, it just talks about the the snowballing effect. What does he call it? Literally, as you're, as you pushed out a snowball down the thing, it's not yeah. the first push that gets it going. It's the momentum. Um, and I think that that's just such a powerful metaphor. There's no way that five years ago I could have the business that I have now overnight. I had to grow into it. I had to fail. I had to be rubbish at things. I had to not earn the money that I deserved yeah. in order to get better. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning. And I think you know that that is the thing, and that is that that is what I see actually in the coaching industry. I'm, you know, I am fortunate; I don't get to witness very much of the negativity 
the negativity I have witnessed largely has been in my own head and having to have a word with myself and to, you know, to do the mindset work. So I don't see the negativity really. What I do see is people being honest about the need to continuously self-develop. Yeah. And in continuously, in continuously self-developing, you're never going to be the finished article. So you're always going to be putting yourself in that position of being the new person in class on a regular basis. But if you recognize that as being something that you are benefiting from, something that you are intentionally doing and being able to look over your shoulder and see, well, actually, that person I was back there is very different to the person I am now and is very different from that person I'm looking at in the future. And that's because of what I'm doing in terms of self-developing. You have to just keep it and you have to start to notice when, when you're feeling unhappy, you have to stop and think, why? What is actually going on for me? Um, and so now I can see what I was going through last year, the enormous amounts of pressure I was under. Actually, it was a bit of a gift because I've loved this year so far. Loved it. I'm being getting to be creative. I'm working less hours. I'm being much clearer with my team about what I will do, what I won't do. Um, and, you know, our, our turnover won't be as great this year. Well, actually, we'll still grow from last year, but we wouldn't have doubled it, which we would have done if we'd continued on the same trajectory. I can't say that. I've got new... Trajectory. I can't say it. (laughs) I'll say it for you. I still can't. Um, Anna has new braces. I have new braces, so I'm I'm struggling a little. But um, yeah, and I, I think if you're out there and you're listening and you notice you're getting a little bit, oh, about seeing other people's success... Stop and think, what's this really about? Do you actually want what they've got? Would you actually have what they've got at the expense of the hours they work, the stress they're under, maybe the mental traumas they're under? You don't know. Yeah. What actually do you want in your life? Because looking at that for me, it's just changed everything. We actually did this amazing thing where for my birthday, we had a massive wall that was blank because I'm not not one of the world's best decorators and home decor people. It's not my thing. But we had this war and I said to my husband, I'd actually really like to turn that into like almost like a visualization for where we're going to go on holiday. Um, and he's not into all the visualization stuff, but he, he listened. And we got all of these um, A4 framed posters, like vintage style posters um, that of places we want to visit around the world. And we've already booked loads of them because they're there and we're constantly yeah. being reminded and that to me is more important than have i been to the maldives yeah. it's more like where are we going to have that adventure yeah. um as opposed to do we have to swank it out in a five-star resort and like there's a there's a balance right a bit of that's nice but actually it's not important yeah and i think that i think that is so important is to spend time with yourself actually working out what will make you happy will sitting on a sunbed in a five six star you know hotel make you happy or will you be sitting there thinking well actually i would rather be somewhere where i was hiking a mountain yeah. and getting a bit you know rough and tumble but 
I think it is about making that decision based on what you want, not just about almost the secondary gain. Of, I'm, I'm not going to go for that because I'm scared. So I'm going to pretend I'm happy with this. So I think it is about having that honest conversation. Yeah, and that's when the resentment comes up, isn't it? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So what's next for you? Oh my goodness, we've got so much going on. So I'm working on this World War II project. That's amazing. I'm writing a book. So um, yeah, I'm being mentored in an amazing place in London, which is fab. And um, I've got lots of new podcasts coming out. So I've got a podcast about my World War II projects that's coming out. That's about the whole creative project and the research and that. So that's coming. That's a passion project. We've also got a new offer up our sleeve, which will can't i don't know if i can even talk about it but we've got which which encompasses having a podcast for each offer that we have um so they are coming out very shortly which will make us a media channel as opposed to just me being a podcaster um so that's going on and then we are relaunching up the podcast growth accelerator and i i actually just finished the live delivery of that today um and I'm really proud of that because I think there's so many people helping people to launch and get started, which we do too. And it's amazing when you get it right. But what about all the people who either didn't know how to launch in the first place or have been going a year or two years or three years? What do you do then? And I basically couldn't find any one valuable paid resource that gave me the answers. So I went out and created it. And I think that, that you're right. That is such a wanted coaching wanted skill because i think for you know for lots of us when we when we start our podcast we can see launch day as being the end mm -hmm. when actually launch day is just the the end of the beginning it's mm -hmm. not you know it's not the beginning of the end at all and i think to know and have that advice on hand as to what next it isn't just about your microphone and your headphones no. and your content it is about the reach and how you can grow your podcast in a way that makes you want to keep showing up, keep having the guests, keep recording the content. Mm -hmm. So I think what you're doing there is absolutely very, very much needed if the podcast industry is going to grow in the way we want it to with sustainability, not people just turning up, recording seven episodes and then going, well, that's it. That's me done. It's almost pointless people doing that. Yeah. If they don't. Well, anyway. That's yeah, the whole absolutely. Lot. How can people connect with you? Well, they can come and find me on one of my podcasts. So Entrepreneurs Get Visible is my main podcast. It's about all things entrepreneurship. But if you are thinking about having a podcast, go and geek out by listening to Podcasting for Entrepreneurs, um, which does what it says on the tin. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much. Well, I shall ensure that that is included in the show notes so people can easily find you and come and listen to you. I am sure they're already listening to you, but just in case they're not, wow. they'll have the full details there. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, it has been an honour and a pleasure having you on my podcast and good luck with everything that is happening this year. I'm going to look forward to seeing the journey further and follow for you. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. If you have enjoyed it, I would love it if you would tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social media tagging me, Leslie Thomas Coaching on Instagram or the Money Mastery Business Coach on Facebook. But if you do, 
I promise I will give you a shout out in a future episode and I will be hugely grateful. I can also be found at Leslie-Thomas on LinkedIn. If you would like a copy of my free resource, Three Mindset Shifts to Double Your Income, then please go to leslieathomas.com forward slash let's hyphen talk hyphen money. I would love to hear from you, so please do email me at leslie at leslieathomas.com. I will reply to all messages, but please do be patient. Until next time, remember, master your mindset and in turn, you can master the money you make in your business.